Damn, son, where'd you find this? another old milwaukee mini i believe this is number six something like that uh just checking in just wanted to see how y'all are doing actually really that's a that that is a uh dumbass thing to say because i'm not really checking in on on you 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 check in on me because i record this this isn't even a conversation you just you just push play and then listen to whatever dumbass things i have to say so anyway this is uh, Oh, oh, Whiskey Dan, old Milwaukee mini update, basically, is what this is. Uh, basically, I just got back from vacation, uh, Colorado, really. Went up there and visited my friend Elijah and his wife Liv. There is a episode coming up soon on that. I got to edit it. Actually, he still has the file. I forgot to email him to send it to me. He, he had a business trip he had to go to, so we didn't get it. Uh, sent over before then, but that's that's beside the point. It regardless, there is a a special vacation episode coming out soon. Uh, we'll have that up eventually. I don't know. I don't really have a timetable on this crap. So anyway, I just a thought appeared in my head today as I was mowing this morning because I I get home after being after being gone for a week and the yard looks like dog shit, which is fine. Because uh, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley had uh, said, if I try to run the lawnmower, I'll just fuck it up. And I'm not going to confirm or deny that, but yeah. So anyway, so I, uh, this morning, wake up and I start mowing. Cause I, and, and it dawns on me that I fucking love mowing. It is one of the most relaxing ways to get exercise. You know, Fuck going to a gym. Fuck it. Get a push mower out, mow some yards. You burn a shitload of calories. You're in the outdoors. You're putting your allergies to the test. But I don't know, something about the fact that like everything can look all messy. And then you cut the yard, and then boom, it all looks all cleaned up. Something about that, to me, is super rewarding. Now, I don't know if I want to do like lawn care as like a long-term uh, like career path or a job or something, but the taking care of your own yard, to me, is one of the most fulfilling things you could do during the summer. I like mowing more than I like swimming. And I might be biased on that because I have terrible ears. I always get water in them. But you know, the, the, the point remains that I just love to mow. Maybe I'll have like a little mowing side gig going on or something. Get like a little trailer with... Various other lawn care tools. Do that on the side. I think that'd be fun. Anyway, uh, back when I was in Colorado, and I don't want to give too many details because we talk a lot about what I did in Colorado on the Colorado episode, but I do want to talk about the trip driving there and driving back. Now, from where I am in East Texas to Colorado Springs, which is where I went, was somewhere in the ballpark of like a 14-hour drive thereabouts. Now, that's a lot of time to entertain yourself. That is a huge amount. That, that is uh, like tw- 24, 25 hours worth of time driving there and back, right? So 
I boot up a podcast, which is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And in that podcast, he has a series on there called Supernova in the East. And it's about Japan during the Second World War, mostly. It it actually starts long, long before that because you have to give like 400 years of context for you to fully understand why Japan did what it did during the Second World War. But the meat of the show is Imperial Japan taking over the Pacific, and then what America had to do as the leader of the intervention to stop Japan. Um, And it is fascinating. Now, it's a six-episode series. There's six episodes in it. They're all at least four hours long. When I left my house, whatever Tuesday the 8th that was, I started the first episode in the series. I did not finish the sixth episode until I was on my way back about 32 minutes from my house. Now, granted, I did listen to one, two albums, Black Sabbath Volume 4, uh, front to back, and then Megadeth's Rust in Peace album, front to back. I did listen to those two albums on the way up there, but that's only, I don't know, what, an hour and 20 minutes worth of music, while the rest of it was just a podcast <laughs> on World War II about the Japanese. And I understand that 25 hours of World War II podcasting is not necessarily up everyone's alley, but if you ever want to get into the historical drama of what that is, I would highly recommend it. It, it, it is available on Spotify, uh, so if you have an, an account, it, it's free f- uh, through that. But holy hot damn. Uh, I was in a weird frame of mind. <laughs> Um, uh, when I got home or like when I was getting to the hotel, like on the nights that I stayed or whatever, because I was just thinking of all of the horrible things that happened during this war, whether it's like the invasion of China or how the Marines got treated or the atomic bombings or the fire bombings and stuff like that. Just the horrific atrocities that have happened during that war. And it makes me kind of wonder you know, I've been alive for well, 26 years now, and I've re- I personally have not been affected directly by any atrocity. And with the amount of atrocities that happened and that are happening, you know, anything's from like, uh, you know, massive storms or like a fire or a tornado or like a shooting or something like that. With as many of those that happen, I- I'm kind of sitting next to myself and I'm thinking like, I guess this type of shit just doesn't happen to me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe that's my arrogance coming out, but it is something to know. Like I haven't had to live through a necessarily tragic event as that's like a global affecting thing. You know, everybody goes through like shitty things. You know, you know, oh, you got to move, so and so lost job. You know, family member dies, stuff like that. But that's like a pretty normal situation like I haven't ever been like oh shit they're invading us today like I haven't had to live through that or like you show up to work and then like you know a terrorist tries to blow the place up like it's kind of crazy all these extreme situations that so many humans live through but at the same time how many humans never live through a long-term extreme situation do you ever just sit and think about that how many of us are going to live our entire lives in a rather mundane existence. But 
I would argue that a lot of the people that have lived through tragic and horrific incidents would take the mundane life over everything else. I don't know that. Like I, I had that thought driving home, uh, listening about like uh, listening about like the fire bombings of Tokyo and stuff like that. And at the very very end of the Second World War, we were trying to basically bomb Japan into submission. Uh, you know, and then of course the atomic bombs, and then plus more fire bombings and stuff like that. Like hundreds of thousands of Japanese civilians were murdered uh, because of you know what the United States Air Force and Navy di- did you know, to Japan as a way to try to stop the war. And while that is awful and horrific and the fact that we killed so many civilians, I mean, yeah, that's it's pretty fucked up. But I don't know. I kind of subscribe to the eye, you know, an eye for an eye type deal. I mean, look at what Imperial Japan did to the entire half of their side of the world from 1931 until like 1945. They kind of had it coming. You know, it's like, uh, I don't really feel bad, (laughs) and this is me being me, but I don't feel bad for the German people that, you know, when the Soviet Red Army came into Germany, and when the Soviets came and just destroyed that whole half of Germany, I mean, they had it coming. You can't just allow your government and put people into power that are going to do horrific things to people. With impunity. Eventually, somebody's going to come beat the shit out of you. That's what happened to Germany. That's what happened to Japan. You know, uh, now in today's, uh, you know, post-industrial lens that we look through everything now, it's it's interesting how we, we will sit and we will see and we will nitpick on the things our the people that came before us did and, like, how that's not right and how that wasn't okay. And, and granted, a lot of what the people that came before us did was not right or okay, but it's one of those things when it comes to war, especially carpet bombing, you know, strategic bombing and, you know, uh, collateral damage of civilian lives and stuff like that. I mean, that's just one of those things. I mean, because they, if we didn't do it to them, they, given the opportunity, they would have done it to us. You know, seeing what the Japanese did to like the Chinese and the Filipino peoples and those who are living in Southeast Asia, like Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia and stuff like that, and the horrible atrocities and the way that they treated prisoners and people that surrendered to the Japanese. I mean, due to the culture of the time, I mean, how else are you gonna, how else are you gonna stop? Anyway, that is a super long tangent. That is not normally for this type of show. But it was just a thought that I had and, and an opinion that I do carry. Like, I mean, I, I will always believe that dropping the atomic bombs saved more lives than it destroyed. And let me, let me back this up. I'm just going to... So the reason why I believe that is because had the United States had to invade Japan, couple of things would have happened. One, we would have lost a million U.S. soldiers, Marines, sailors, and airmen invading Japan. Just at minimum, a million guys dead. At the same time, the Japanese government was expecting the Japanese people to resist any invasion with bamboo sticks and homemade bombs. So we probably would have killed tens of millions of civilians, along with all of their soldiers, trying to take Japan. At the same time, the Soviet Union would have also invaded the northern half of Japan because the very tail end of the Second World War, Soviet Union does declare war on Japan. So there would have been fighting this massive two-front war, and it would have turned Japan into basically what... And, and I, hang on, 
I think that it would have turned Japan into what Korea is today. It was split north and south, communist and non-communist uh, versions of itself. You know, northern Japan and southern Japan, something like that. So, the way I look at it, I mean, while the atomic bombings were horrible to the people that survived them and witnessed them, people that died by them, I, I'm not... I'm not saying it was a good idea, but if it's bomb them into submission and in the war as quickly as possible and hopefully try to save some lives, or invade them and make it minimum two-year invasion plan with at minimum a million American casualties plus tens of thousands of Japanese casualties on the civilian side of things, I don't think anybody could ever convince me that dropping the bomb is the wrong idea. And that is even with knowing what the atomic age did. You know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the 1950s, you know, the whole, all of that shit. Knowing all of that, I still think we did the right decision. But I'm going to I'm gonna hop off the old Whiskey Dance soapbox <laughs> on that shit because uh, not necessarily a historian. I'm just a fan of history and whatnot. It, and it, that's just a strong opinion that I had because, you know, if, if you listen to 25 hours of a fucking podcast and watch the entire Pacific in like a week and a half, I, you know, a lot of these thoughts just kind of rolling through my brain. So that's kind of the frame of mind I've been in. But back to Colorado, hot damn. Uh, dry, traveling by yourself is awesome and terrible at the same time. One, it's awesome because, you know, you don't have to work on anybody else's timetable. You get in the car, boom, go. That's it. You got to stop over to eat, you know, take a break, get some gas, whatever. You just boom, pull over, and, you, and then you get right back to it. However, you are incredibly bored. And if anything goes wrong, you have to fix it because you're on your own. Uh, and then you also have to, like, stop a lot more. You know, you can't drive 14 hours straight because you're by yourself, and that's just not safe. So when I went on my way to Colorado, I drove from Flint all the way to Dumas, Texas. Now, Dumas is a town of, like, 15,000, 14,000 people uh, just north of Amarillo. It's about 45 minutes north of Amarillo. A cool little town. Whole, the whole town's about like a grid, so you can get from one end of town to the other in six minutes. It's great. Stayed there, went to a, there's a brewery, uh, pretty, pretty damn good. It's called a, what's it called? Top, yeah, Toppled Tortoise, or Toppled Turtle Brewing. It's, it's really good. Uh, I, I exchanged a Lenny and the D sticker uh, for one of their stickers, because the, the bartender, she was really cool, and, and we did that exchange. And then she put the Lenny and the D sticker on the tip jar, so hopefully some people will look us up. If, you know, they're ready to get their faces melted off. So, <laughs> but, uh, so I stayed there and then I drove this morning. I drove just from Dumas straight to Colorado Springs and man, oh man, that place is, it's something different. It, it's kind of weird. It's almost like when you go to Colorado, it's almost like going to a different country compared to being in Texas or maybe Texas is just so different than the other States. It just feels like everywhere else is a different country. Although I did learn, uh, I get homesick very quickly. I think staying a week somewhere is too long for me. I think four days is about the maximum I need to do. I think five and six pushes it way too much. But overall, it's uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy my time there. Like I said, I'm not going to get too much into it on here because we got other things going on. Or we got that other episode I'm going to upload shortly, soon, eventually. That'll kind of detail more of what we did there. But anyway, on the way back, I stayed in Childress, Texas, which is one of the windiest towns I've ever been in, in my life. Uh, and then just woke up at like six thirty, and then straight shot it back here. And that was that. 
I despise the idea of going on a road trip <laughs> right now because I'm I'm about tapped out of that shit. So, in other news, um, both of the bands that I am in, Lenny and the D, and then there's another project we have called Gypsum and the Travelers with some other musicians, and it's, it's working out really well. Uh, we've both gotten a lot of shows in several different places. Um, overall, things are going really, really well. Uh, with that, we got we got a we got another show in August, so it's a couple months out, two months out. There's a show in August at the Green Room in Tyler. Now, if you haven't heard of the Green Room, you need to go outside and you know experience the outside world. The Green Room is a it's a small venue. It's mostly a punk venue, like emo punk kind of venue, uh, that does not have air conditioning. It's a small little place in Tyler that hosts unsigned artists. So uh, musicians and bands that are trying following, they will host them there, and then uh, the bands make uh, the door. So, you know, whatever, whoever comes in, you know, whatever money that the, the venue doesn't take goes to the band. Works out really well. Um, the guys that run the place are awesome. I cannot recommend the green room enough. Like I said, the only downside is that there's no air conditioning, but hot diggity damn. A lot of great bands that are playing there. They've recorded a couple of music videos there. They have an Instagram page and, I believe, a Facebook. So you can check out the Green Room Tyler and uh, kind of look more of them up from there. I'm going to keep this one kind of short uh, just because I just want to talk about the lawn mowing and then atomic bombs and driving. But uh, I, I did want to kind of talk about how I'm sure that you've noticed there's been like a slowdown in the amount of episodes that have come out. And and that's just, I mean, it's 100% on me, but it, it's also by design. I, I, there was a point where uh, I felt like I was just running the show way too fast, and I want to keep it fresh, things like that. Um, it, it's just difficult getting guests and things like that uh, on account of just we're all adults. We all have lives and projects and hobbies and relationships we all got to keep together, and uh, and, and of course, you know, I, if this was my main job or like an actual secondary source of income, I mean, I would definitely more, but, uh, I, I'm kind of slowing down the speed of some of these things to kind of hopefully keep the quality of them up. Cause I don't just want to, I'm not trying to make like a shovelware podcast. I mean, while this is mostly a bunch of dicks and tick jokes, especially like when we have guest stuff on, uh, it, it's, uh, it's not something you want to have go stale for sure. Um, so hopefully, uh, throughout the summer, we're going to have about, I got about three planned in my head. We're probably going to wind up having a lot more recurring of the same, like, rotation of guests. Like, say, maybe three or four. That's kind of what it's looking like it's going to be, which is fine. Uh, that's actually kind of makes it to where there's a more stable group. So at any rate, I, I, th- I think that that'll be a lot of fun. Also, with, you know, the, the sports season being a little bit slower right now, I mean, the Rangers are trying to get to 500. It's looking pretty good. Oh, shit. I forgot. When I was in Colorado, I went to a sports game. I went to <laughs> sports game. I went to a baseball league team that plays in the Pioneer League, so they're not like an MLB-affiliated team. And they're called the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes. Their mascot. Seriously, look, look them up. The Rocky Mountain Vibes. Their mascot s'mores. It's just like a roasted marshmallow. And he's got, like, little graham crackers on the side. He wears, like, sunglasses. He's got, like, a little flame for hair. And I bought a jersey because, fuck it, why not? Um, 
There's the Rocky Mountain vibes. And let me tell you, that was a pretty fun game to go to because, one, I was drunk. And, two, the pitching was atrocious on both sides, so the final score was 25-17. to 17. It was like watching adult league softball. The score was just through the freaking roof. And it was great. And I, I love it. I had to, we actually had to leave early. I think we left at the end of the seventh inning because it was like already like 10.30. We're like, fuck, we got to get out of here. Because the first three innings took like an hour and a half. But, yeah, there was the Rocky Mountain vibes. They're not a very great team, but they're, it's a fun experience up there at the ballpark for sure. Pretty nice little ballpark right there in Colorado Springs. Uh, I got to be on the Jumbotron uh, like a kid, just literally like a 13-year-old kid came up and was like, hey, do you want to be part of the, uh, uh, you know, in-between-the-inning games? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, of course, I go down there. I, I sign up, whatever, sign a little waiver thing, and then uh, I, in between, like at the top of the third, I go down to where the guy is. Uh we start talking it was basically just like they threw up a bunch of emojis on the screen and i had to guess what movie it was and it was like a bunch of dinosaurs and like a ferris wheel it's like oh dress park and it was kind of cool but uh i had my rangers hat on backwards so it's like a red ball like a red fitted ball cap on backwards so it looked like fred durst <laughs> in the in the the screen and i think i even went yeah like into the mic when the guy asked me like hey are you ready <laughs> I don't remember. Like I said, I was kind of drunk, <laughs> but I still had a blast. Uh, minor league ball is a lot of fun because you go for like 10 bucks. They get you on the vending though. Like I swear to God, you spend so much money on food and shit when you're in there because the tickets are so cheap. You know, if you go to an MLB game, you're spending like 35 bucks a ticket. So everything's like a little bit cheaper, but you're spending like 10, 15 bucks a ticket. Yeah. You're going to spend $11 on a beer. Now granted it's like a fence post, but whatever. Um, yeah, it was it was a really really good time. I I really wish that Tyler had a minor league ball team. I would probably go to a game every other week if they did. They had one back in the nineties, but the park that they played at didn't sell beer, and the reason why it didn't is and the ballpark's still there because it's a really nice little uh, ballpark. Uh, it's owned by the school district, and because of that, they obviously they can't sell beer because it's UIL related stuff. But if we could get a dedicated ballpark venue for that i would be there like i'd be a season ticket holder fuck it i I love minor league ball it's it's so much fun because the the people that are out there like this is like a side gig for them like "Eh, maybe i'll get in the mlb maybe not i'll make a little money doing this work on my skills it's a pretty cool uh pretty cool atmosphere i wish there was more minor league minor league ballparks around the area more more teams i mean there's one in frisco or is it allen no plank some somewhere up in the dfw area there is a minor league team i can't remember what and so i don't know but it's like well why the hell would i go to that game when i could just go to the rangers game that's closer you know so that's why I, you know I, I never go to them but if there's one like in tyler longview or something like that i would definitely definitely go a lot more often but uh like i said i, I do want to keep this one kind of short just because uh i, I don't want to give away too much from the, the the Colorado special episode we got um with living Elijah like I said he re- we recorded it up there like all on his stuff uh so I don't actually have the file he's got to send it to me but he's on like I said he's on a business trip so hopefully we get that up pretty soon overall though uh I I did have a blast going on vacation and I, I do want to leave you with this take some time for you to enjoy yourself I understand the gas prices are kind of high right now, so it is a little bit more difficult to get around or just more expensive to get around. But if, if you got like a couple hundred bucks saved up, take a trip. Pick somewhere on a map, 
go explore some little town. Check it out. You will probably have more fun than what you think. Yeah.